We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to the Transformative Principal Podcast, where we learn how to be an amazing educational leader. I am your host, Jethro Jones. Are you ready to be a transformative principal? I'm looking for about 10 people who are ready to do what it takes to lead with integrity, find balance, and take your school to the next level. If you're looking to improve your leadership in a measurable way, go to transformativeprincipal.org slash mastermind to see if you qualify to join a group of like-minded people who are ready to be the best principals in the country. Welcome to Transformative Principal. This week, I am excited to have Jonathan Winstrom on. We're going to talk about PBIS at a school and Stephen Covey's Leader in You program, a little bit about that, but they just focus on the seven habits of highly effective students at their school, and it's a pretty awesome interview. I just want to invite you and let you know that if you are striving to be an administrator, I would like to invite you to the Admin to Be Mastermind, and that is where we'll focus on helping you get the job you're looking for. So go to transformativeprincipal.org slash mastermind and click the link to schedule a call with me to see if you qualify. With summer coming up, we principals have a unique opportunity to get a lot of work done with no students and few teachers. If you want to learn a goal-setting program that makes your goals come to life, go to transformativeprincipal.org and sign up for the email newsletter and get my goal-setting framework that helps me accomplish a lot in a little bit of time. I do want to talk a little bit more about the Stephen Covey's Seven Habits for Highly Effective Kids. Can you talk about, are you doing the Leader in Me program, or are you doing it on your own? We're actually doing it on our own. Uh, Several schools in our district are Leader in Me schools. I think they're doing some fantastic things. For our school, we and we talked about this as a staff, we, we've been doing PBIS for, for several years now. We've been doing Seven Habits for the past two years. We felt that 
what we're doing uh, is, is working well. For our school, uh, Leader and Me was a commitment that we just felt that we would struggle to keep with some of the monetary requirements um, and some of the fundraising. So for our school, we opted to do, a, call it a, a homemade version of blending seven habits in with PBIS. And it's been working well for us. So what are some of the things that you do to blend it in with PBIS? Well, the big thing is focusing on the the monthly habits. We've, again, we've taken our three main branches of PBIS, of being respectful, being responsible, being safe. And we've kind of used that as our umbrella for uh, the seven habits of saying that the seven habits are branching out. And just this year, again, my amazing art teacher did a wall mural in our school. And what he created was a tree with the our branches being our three to be, being respectful, responsible, and safe, and then going into the seven habits, which is a common theme we've seen in other schools and other districts as well, too, but of showing our students that these items really blend into one another, that you know our overarching themes really blend in well with our seven habits. And again, we try to not have them as standalone items, but as things that we live and act out. Again, it's how we do things rather than what we're doing. Uh, It's how we behave at our school. It's how we interact with one another. So that's been uh, powerful for our students. Another thing is our school as a district in Livonia is also very invested into character education. And this year developed eight character traits that will be used with all students, kindergarten through 12th grade. And many of those blend in very nicely with the seven habits and our three traits for PBIS. And so again, just more for us to share out with our students of saying, this is how we live. This is how we interact. This is how we behave. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about the importance of character education, that it's more than just Schools should be more than just teaching kids what they need to know for a standardized test. Talk about why you devote so much time to character education. Sure. I'll be honest. It's a fundamental belief uh, that I have. Um, we are not you know, trying to create test takers. We want to create problem solvers. We want to create an environment where student curiosity blossoms. George Koros often talks about moving from uh, engaging students to empowering students. And I think you do that uh, through character education of saying, these are the skills we need to interact with one another and to be problem solvers and curious students and going through uh, life. So for me, it's fundamental. I'm going to borrow a quote from a a person that uh, I I work with in our district. And he often says, this is not another thing on the plate for teachers. It is the plate. So if we look at it, it, it through that lens of saying, you know, that's the foundation, that's the fundamental of how we're doing things, then everything else will flow right into that. So one of the things that I've been hearing recently is that schools are creating a value system that some people may disagree with and that may not be what we want our kids to be learning. And, you know, the whole separation of church and state is a is a big issue and whether or not we should have 
should have values as an educational system. And it sounds like you are very much having values and they're not tied to a, to a faith or anything like that, but they're tied to being the kind of people that we want to have our kids grow up to be. Can you share some of your thoughts about that? Sure. I I really do look at it as building those fundamental skills. And when I talk about skills, I'm talking about skills to be able to collaborate with one another, skills to increase perseverance or grit with students, that skills that will serve our students wherever they're at, whatever vocation they may take, whatever groups or places that they may go, that these skills will serve them and those with them. Again, when we look at things like being proactive, being responsible, being respectful, uh, those are skills that are not always inherent, that they need to be worked on, just like any of our academic skills. They need to be practiced and they need to be modeled. And I'm very proud of our staff because I feel that in my school, our staff does a very good job at modeling all of these things that we talk about. It starts with modeling. It continues with explicit instruction and practice. And then our goal is that our students are doing this and sharing and modeling it themselves. Yeah. And can you share some of those ways that students practice and are taught these skills that you're looking for and how you make that explicit rather than just, you know, some fluffy idea out there? Sure. I've actually had parents contact me and say, my child came home and was talking about being proactive and that our family needs to be more proactive and shared out about just very recently, we had a a tornado drill and one of our students went home and was sharing with their parent that, you know what, we need to have a plan at our house if we ever had a weather emergency. And I thought, okay, that's being proactive right there. That's having a plan and transferring what we've talked about, what we've modeled in school and taking it home. Again, it wasn't in an academic setting. It was more of a a life skill of saying, we need a plan just in case this happens. So to me, that's, that's living it right there. Yeah, absolutely. And what that says to me is that you're talking about these things often enough that it's starting to get into the kids' minds and they're they're thinking about it too. What are some of the things that you say to help kids be proactive? And do you take every opportunity that you have an interaction with a kid and find some way to tie it back to these seven habits? We really do. We try to, again, we want to move beyond the vocabulary, but our words matter. Our words count. So yes, we want to use a a common vocabulary with our students, but we want to move past that. I don't want students just regurgitating a habit or maybe our morning pledge that we uh, do for our three to be, but moving beyond that of saying, this is what I did to be proactive. That, to me, shows me that the students have have internalized it. When they come and say, yeah, we developed a plan at home. Or I've had students say, Mr. Wenstrom, uh, last night I made sure I did my homework before I played. I was trying to you know, put first things first. I've actually had students come up and say that to me. So to me, if they're actually sharing out examples of how they've done that, to me, that's where it's been internalized, where they can not only say it, but are doing it 
And then more importantly, sharing out and maybe sharing with another student, maybe with their teacher, sometimes with me, of how they did that. That's a, that's a really neat example. And what do you say to people who would argue that the school should just teach curriculum and parents should worry about teaching their kids their own personal value system? Well, you know, and I certainly want to be inclusive. We are a very diverse school. We have many different countries represented in my school. As I mentioned earlier, I think we have 15 languages and even more countries represented at our school. So again, given our diverse population, we certainly want to be respectful of all cultures, all backgrounds. And to me, finding these themes, these traits that are truly universal and that help develop life skills uh, for these students. Again, perseverance is something that students are going to need, uh, whatever their background and wherever they're going. Respect, responsibility. Again, these are life skills. So the curriculum we're teaching is absolutely important, but hopefully even more so, we're not just teaching how to perform academic tasks, but we're encouraging students to be lifelong learners, students who will become, as adults, collaborative, who will keep their uh, inquisitive nature, who will have the perseverance to work through and have the courage to have original ideas and share out. So again, these things are, in my mind, not in competition with the academic skills we're doing. It's enhancing them and allowing them to take those skills and apply them in a broader sense. Yeah, that is really exciting. Thank you so much for listening. I learn a ton from doing this podcast, and I know you do too. If you'd like to support me in this, you can become a patron through Patreon, and that would mean the world to me. You can support me for as little as a dollar a month, but anyone who supports me for $5 a month or more will get the Transformative Principle Members Only feed, which releases the interviews as I record them rather than on a weekly schedule. If you've binge listened to any of the past episodes of this podcast, this is for you. And I know you're going to love it. So you're going to learn as quickly as I learn. And I thank you for supporting me. To become a patron, just go to transformativeprinciple.org. And on the right-hand side, there'll be a little button that says become a patron. You can click on that and support me. Thank you so much for your support. Can you talk a little bit about the public service announcements that your students create at your school? Sure. Again, this was a brainchild of my media specialist, and we were sharing some Seven Habits videos with our students, some PBIS videos with our students. And she said, well, gosh, why don't we have our own students create some public service announcements. And so that's exactly what she did. She took a small camcorder and a small group of students and started making some short videos with our students. That's grown. That's continued to grow. I now have some other teachers as well doing short videos with their students of, again, demonstrating, you know, what does this habit mean to you? What does it look like? I think for our students, many times hearing it is great, but seeing it in action is even more powerful uh, for our students of saying, what does this look like when somebody's being uh, proactive or when somebody's putting first things first? Or what do respectful interactions with each other look like uh, in a classroom setting, maybe on a playground setting? So that really has blossomed out. 
And I plan on seeing a lot more of that now that we have more and more teachers using uh, technology and creating videos in the classroom. That's great. Where do you store all those and, and how do you make sure that everybody gets to see them? Well, the public service announcements that were created with our media specialist, she actually uh, emailed out to our staff so that we could share out. And then again, as I mentioned, some other teachers started creating their own videos with their students. So we've been kind of sharing them internally at this point, mainly through email of, of whether it's an iMovie. Now we have uh, a few iPads in each classroom. We're not a one-to-one. I wish we were, but we have three or four iPads in each classroom. So the teachers are making use of those to create some of those videos and that the students can share out and see. Cool. So I asked that question because a lot of times we get bogged down in the details of trying to see, you know, how are we going to store this long term and how are we going to make this a, a big thing? And really, you just need to go out and start doing stuff. And and when you do it, then you can figure out ways to share. And if you need to have it be more than that, then you can certainly do that. But that's not the only way to do it, you know. And I just think that that's a great example of, you know, we're not we don't care so much about all these other things. We just want to make sure that they're done and that they're shared with our staff so that our kids can see them and start implementing the things that we want them to. Absolutely. Yeah. So very cool. You also do student-led announcements. And can you talk a little bit about what that looks like on a day-to-day basis? Sure. It's actually fairly scripted, which makes it nice for the students because for a lot of our students, it can be nerve-wracking. Even though they're in the office with just me, that they know they're being broadcast over the entire school. So what that looks like I start off with giving a good morning announcement, welcoming everyone to school that day, and then I will introduce, I always have two uh, students uh, who lead the announcements every morning. So after I've said, uh, basically, uh, good morning, Rosedale students, and given the date, I introduce our first student, and our first student leads the school in the Pledge of Allegiance. The second student leads the school in our 3 to B pledge, where we pledge to be respectful, responsible, and safe. And they reiterate that everyone is important. Everyone can make a difference. And so it's a nice, you know, positive message for our students right off the bat. We then, one of the students reads our quote of the week, which I also keep up in the office. And it's always an inspirational quote about education or maybe ties in with one of our seven habits. And then the other student talks about what our habit is and what that means. And then finally, I ask both students, this is something we've just started this year, what book they're currently reading. We are really trying to tie literacy into everything we're doing as well. And so we thought, why not during our morning announcement and why not from students sharing out what they are reading? And for me, that's been fascinating hearing students uh, share out the books that they're reading and maybe give a quick uh, shout out uh, for that book or why students would like it. And that's been pretty powerful. So that's pretty much the extent of our student-led announcements. We also share out birthday wishes as well during those student-led announcements. So they only last about four minutes, uh, maybe less, three or four minutes. But it's a nice way to not only engage students, but empower students with those announcements and also share out some student-to-student advice on reading. Well, that's pretty cool. The uh, quote of the week, I like that. And uh, my students at my school have actually created a daily quote podcast where they get a bunch of different people, students at our school, other people that are around the country to read a daily quote 
that's inspiring for students. So I'd love to invite your students to share that quote of the week with us and we can add it to our podcast that goes out to, you know, it's on iTunes. And so I'll share, I'll send you a link to that and share that with the listeners also, because that's a really cool thing that is totally produced by students and it's a lot of fun for them to do. And it'd be cool to have a bunch of younger kids from an elementary school in Michigan adding to our podcast. So that would be pretty neat. You bet. We'd love to participate. Cool. So the last question I ask everybody is, what is one thing someone can do this week to be a transformative principal like you are, Jonathan? I'm going to say it's going to have a two-part answer. I'm going to say read and connect. I get so many great ideas from books like George Koros's uh, Innovator's Mindset, uh, Dave Burgess, Teach Like a Pirate, and so many others. Just great ideas. Paul Solar's uh, Learn Like a Pirate of really trans people who are uh, transformative educators. And then, and then connecting with people, connecting with educators in your district and beyond, establishing a professional learning network where, as I mentioned earlier, most of my best ideas were not my ideas. They were ideas that were shared out by other uh, educators. So the more we connect with others, uh, the more we read, the more ideas we're exposed to. And then that can be implemented in our, our schools. Very cool. So speaking of connecting, how do people connect with you and learn more from you, Jonathan? Well, I'm very active on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at lowercase j-o-n underscore w-e-n-n-s-t-r-o-m john underscore wenstrom. And my weekly blog that I put out is can be found at sparkoflearning.blogspot.com. So I try to connect with uh, folks uh, through blogging, through Twitter, and um, just being active. Well, that is awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. And again, honored uh, to be a part of your show. That was a great interview with uh, Jonathan Wenstrom. So glad you're able to listen to that. Um, as a reminder, you can find him at John underscore Wenstrom, W-E-N-N-S-T-R-O-M. Thank you so much for listening to Transformative Principle. It is a honor for me to host this and be able to learn from so many people. And I'm really grateful that you get to particular in that with me. Please share this with those who you think would benefit from it. And if you wouldn't mind leaving a review and rating in iTunes, that would be greatly appreciated. And also in Google Play now, because Google Play has podcasts, so you can leave a review and rating in there as well. Thank you so much. Transformative Principles is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators by educators. Visit edupodcastnetwork.com for more great podcasts. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to ixl.com slash be to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com slash BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention 
meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.